0: This is Will Wheaton, you're listening to Radio Brendoman.
1: Brendo, man i'm brendan creasy and this episode is a special episode because it is the 2017 web comics advocates panel from san diego comic-con featuring me phil uh madeline holly uh um and uh patrick scullen and eddie d'angelini and you can check us out at webcomicsadvocates.com We are going to be at Palm Springs Comic Con, excuse me, the weekend of the 25th. That's in two weeks. Um, You can get that at uh, ComicConPalmSprings.com, get your tickets, and uh, we are going to be there doing Web Comics Advocates, going to do Live Radio Brendo Man, and some other stuff. I'm actually going to be doing a State of the Podcast episode sometime this weekend, so stay tuned for that. Because we got some announcements. Um, in case you're wondering why there hasn't been a show for a little bit. Um, don't worry. Everything's okay. Um, but there are going to be some changes going forward. And, uh, in the meantime, please send in your, um, you know, if you got any letters or anything, hit us up. Radiobrendo.com contact form or brendomanagemail.com. We're at Brendo Man on all social media. Be sure to check out the other shows on benvnetwork.com. Be sure to check out Mandarian Orange Show and Alex B. Keaton is my friend. Myvacationpants.com. Click those Amazon links at radiobrendo.com. Also, don't forget, $50 off DreamHost at um, radiobrendo.com. Just click that DreamHost link. MountRoomEscapes.com if you're heading to Big Bear, California, and you'd like to do a cool room escape. Use the code radiobrendoman at checkout. Get $5 off tickets to an awesome room escape and check out our friends um at crude inc on etsy and instagram just uh crude space inc they're awesome cool vinyl artwork uh that's it for the plugs and on with the webcomics advocates panel and i'll be back again sometime this weekend for a state of the podcast update thank you
2: it's Advocate Gathering! <laughs> I like this you guys they evenly throughout the room. That's good.
1: good. Yeah, very great um, use of the space here, guys. Yeah, what a magnificent that. <laughs> Thank you hey, so uh, much. Hey, my name
2: is Phil Vecchio. I'm going to be uh, moderating the Shindig tonight. And I have with me an esteemed panel of webcomics professionals and amateurs. I won't tell you which ones are which, so I'll, I'll let them tell you that.
1: Hey. There is a word "professional" on all of our badges. That's right. That means that everyone here is professional. It's, um, my badge says so, so it's, it's true. It's true.
2: Um, I'm going to go down the line and just kind of let everyone introduce themselves to you guys, tell you a little bit what they do, and uh, a little bit later on, we're going to have a chance for any web comics creators. Does anybody here create do web comic on the audience? Creators. Just fans. We, gotta, we, we got to we back. got a one in the back. All right, you're gonna get an extended pitch time tonight then because yeah, like, if you're the only minutes. one, you, <laughs> you know. better better get ready. So get ready. Uh, uh, you have about 20 minutes prepared. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're we're <missing>. up. <laughs> All right, so um, we're gonna start in the far end down over here, and uh, why don't you guys just tell us uh, your name and
0: uh, a little bit about your uh, comic.
2: Actually, I'm gonna tell them your name, but then you uh, tell us about your comic. My name is Angelini.
0: Angelini, I do a web comic called Collectors. It's all about me and my wife and my obsessive comic book collecting, all the nerdy stuff she's gotta put up with living with me. I'm doing it for about five years now, and really quickly, interesting story, this is the first panel I've ever done in San Diego, and uh, five years ago, I was here at this web ad panel pitching my webcomic that I had just started. And here it is five years later, and I'm here on the panel.
2: Yeah. Right. This could be you. We bring our success stories along with us.
1: If you keep coming to our panel long enough, we will let you be on it. <laughs> All right, we have Madeline Holly-Rosing.
3: Um, good evening, everyone. Uh, I'm the writer and creator of the steampunk comic Boston Metaphysical Society. Uh, we started online in 2012, and I think in 2013 I did the same thing. I attended a web comics advocate panel, and here I am today.
1: There you go. I, I'm not. We're not joking. We are not <laughs> joking.
3: Uh, we've actually gone to print, so yeah, uh, you can see that this actually does happen. Web comics do go to print, and I'm also the author of. And the reason it's in print, I'm uh, the other Kickstarter for the Independent Creator. So that's one way to help get your webcomic in print.
1: All right, yeah. Um, let's see. It was in
4: 1992 that we started the webcomics panel, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. seems like it. Um, so these fine fellows invited me to be on the, the panel a long time ago. Can't remember when or where. Anymore, It's all a blur. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do a comic strip currently right now called I Speak Nerd. And then uh, my original comic strip, Super Siblings, is also uh, a webcomic that's out there as well. And I uh, just enjoy coming here and
1: hanging out with you guys. And we enjoy having you.
2: Chris and I'm Mr. Brendan Creasy.
1: Hello, my name is Brendan Creasy. I'm the co-creator of Brax the Alien Rocker. Which has been around since two thousand eight. Yes. Alright. I got that right this Correct. time. And uh we are hovering around five hundred strips. Mm-hmm. And uh Phil, what's going on with five hundred strips? We're getting close. Real close. One of these years we're gonna get there. One of these years. <laughs> and uh we also published a book in two thousand eleven. Yeah. Um volume two coming Q, I'm going to say Q1 2018 at this point, maybe? Yeah, that's, that's pretty sure. Yeah, Every decade. Yes. <laughs> that's the plan. Our goal is to have a webcomics book published once every decade <laughs> so we can span the century. And I,
2: I think it's a good lesson to learn. Set reasonable goals.
1: Reasonable goals, yeah. everybody. So,
4: come here in 2020. That's right. Yeah. We're the release party. Yes. Yeah. Number
2: three. So... And, uh, yeah. That's, that's it. Oh yeah, thank you. I also have a podcast. Now we had a few more people uh, sneak in here just to check. Is there anyone else that creates web comics in the audience that might need to do a pitch later on? You, yeah. How many of you guys here are just are big fans of web comics and are excited to hear about web comics? Okay. okay, that's good. That's good. How many are just really tired and found this is a room that you could sit in?
1: <laughs> it's nice okay. and cool in here. <laughs> it is. That's good.
2: Got nice air conditioning. It's wonderful. Uh, All right, well, uh, we're going to go down, and since I've got uh, you guys all these professionals here, do we have any questions before we kind of let them do their thing, just to kind of guide us? We want to tell you guys what you want to hear before we kind of go on. So are there any questions from the audience, anything that you guys, subjects that you guys would like us to cover?
1: Shout them out.
4: I know you guys did a Kickstarter, so uh, any comments
2: on that? All right. Excellent, excellent. Anybody want to jump in on a Kickstarter question? Eddie, go for
0: it. I have three print books and the first two volumes I actually financed by doing Kickstarter campaigns. So it does work you do it right. I was lucky enough to have a friend of mine who kind of mentored me and told me what to do and what not to do. Uh, probably the biggest things were make sure that your goal levels uh, match or exceed what people are going to give you for that goal level. Uh, really make it worth their while. And there's ways you can do it at very low cost or at in my case, some of them were even no cost. So, uh, do you have a specific question regarding Kickstarter, as far as how to do it?
2: Well, I, I, I do a, com- I a print comic, so yeah,
0: not, we're, we're considering doing that for our third issue. We're trying to use that to help maybe you know, do at another convention or find something else. Okay. Yeah. Well, what I can tell you is that someone made this uh, um, comment when I had my Kickstarters going, were the different levels. He said, wow, this is not like a Kickstarter campaign, it's more like a pre-sale, because I was giving them a lot of value for each level that they could pledge at. So keep that in mind, because I've seen bad Kickstarter campaigns where I pledge $20 and you get a bookmark, too, thanks a lot. Yeah. You know, Give them something really worth their while, give them some good, something needy. And uh, the other thing I definitely would recommend is do, a lot of people think to just pass it by, but don't discount putting up a really good video up there. You don't need to spend a lot of money and do all kinds of crazy production values. I just did really quick, simple flash animations uh, quick to quick little clips for my two campaigns with, you know, a payoff at the end where they get a good laugh, and that helped a lot. Sweet.
3: Yeah, um, Adding value for the is yeah, that is critical. You have to have video. There's no choice about it. But yes, it doesn't have to be uh, for, for comics, you know, web comics, it doesn't have to be this super uber professional thing. It has to be sincere. Um, get the point across in under three minutes. Don't have it over three minutes because then people's eyes start blazing over. Um, and you really need to have a fan base. You do need to have. An email list of enough backers, you're 99% sure that they're going to back your project, that will get you to 25 to 35% of your funding goal in the first three days. If you can't get to that within that point, you're going to be struggling the rest of the way. Um, it's a lot of things that I talk about here. This is actually the second edition of my Kickstarter book. Um,
4: Did you have a Kickstarter for your Kickstarter book?
3: No, I didn't have a test <laughs> People ask me that. I just thought that would just be too that.
1: That's like uh, some yeah. Inception-level... Yeah. Like. I mean, it's, yeah, it's,
0: it's, 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 that's... Yeah, it's... I mean, for the Seafolder, yeah. the guitar, Yeah, right? yeah. Um, i totally second what she's saying. You really want to have a fan base yeah. beforehand. Um, and it could be some, something simple as just that's create a Facebook page or group for your comic. Show some preliminary work. And build up the fan base that way, and then when you are ready to go live with a Kickstarter, you've got people that you can already market the Kickstarter to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Patrick, you did a Kickstarter. Uh, tell us about yours. Um, well, I I've tried a lot of
4: dos and don'ts, um, but luckily, uh, four out of, or three out of four were successful. So um, the the one that was really the, the hardest for me to fulfill was the one where I, I started the Kickstarter before I was done. And so I've vowed never to do that again. So from from now on, I won't start a Kickstarter until the entire uh, <laughs> project is done so I can deliver
1: on time. Brandon, you've also done a
2: Kickstarter. All yeah. four have done successful
1: Kickstarters. That's our correct. Kickstarters were not for our webcomic, but we um, we have a podcast called Radio Brendo Man at radiobrendo.com. And... Uh, I I second everything these guys have said. As I always tell people, um, you can't crowdfund without a crowd. And the number one thing I hear among people that fail at Kickstarters and I observe is that they didn't have an audience to begin with. And so there aren't... I mean, I've heard stories, but there really isn't magical Kickstarter fairies that donate to projects they have no familiarity with as much as people want to believe that. Um, and my other uh, piece of advice is, um, as Phil said earlier, set reasonable uh, goals and delivery times and take what you think you can deliver it at and add like more time to that. Because <laughs> um, people will hold you to those times and if you don't meet them, they get very angry very fast, and there's you don't want to be those Kickstarter pariahs that get Facebook posts made about them, about how horrible you are, because um, those guys end up like they you, they you never if you if you burn people people will never do business with you again, and we've all been burned on I, I mean a lot of people I know I've been burned on Kickstarter and Pro tip don't yeah. burn people don't burn yeah.
2: people. that's a good general rule I'd say is not yeah. Pro tip
3: it's just good customer service. Yeah. are your customers, <laughs> and so you have to treat them really well.
1: Constant updates also. Don't take their money and then just don't, and then you got to keep them updated.
0: Yeah. Another thing I'll add is because I've seen people do this. Don't start a Kickstarter saying, well, if I can raise this money, this is what I'm going to do. No, you should be doing it already yeah. and be showing them what you're doing. Show them your work and let them know that, hey, the only missing ingredient is that funding. and Once I get that, this stuff is getting out that seems tricky to me
2: is, is was, like you talk about giving value and I would want to do that, but it seems hard with the different steps, the different levels, depending on how many levels you have. Maybe you just have a couple levels, but to to, to give that value and then still, if you do it your mark to actually you know use that money for something other than going back into giving the rewards back, you know, it, it seems
0: difficult to like, I swear. You, know, you don't to spend too much money on. You have to find a balance. Well, it's right. not budgeting. Budgeting. It's well, just it's plain old budgeting. You have and, to figure out what, how much
3: money do you need for your project to succeed, to complete the project that you are saying you're going to do on Kickstarter. Yeah. And then you basically need to add 10% to that for what Kickstarter takes away and your credit card processing fees. Then you need to add what the incentives are going to cost. And whether or not you're going to be charging more Kickstarter backers postage, or if you're going to put that in, that cost in the reward tiers themselves. Postage always bites you in the butt.
1: Guaranteed. Especially if postage rates go up in the middle of your Kickstarter. I
3: will, I, will, I will guarantee you that they will.
0: Here's uh, another little, quick little tip. I don't know if this would apply to you, but one of the things I did to keep the cost down on my rewards, first of all, I kept the level simple. You don't need to do 50 different levels. Uh, you're, you're making a comic. You want funding to make that comic? Well, obviously the levels are going to include that comic. So right away, that kind of cuts, you know, cut, cuts down what you're spending on the rewards because it's including what you're getting funded for. Uh, one of the other things I included was original art. Like, I, I still do a lot of my strips, um, you know, pencil and ink, so I have the original pieces. And I say, hey, this level you get um, the, the book and whatever uh, original art piece you choose. So, And if those were already done, I don't spend anything for those. I've got them piling up in the house. So that's a great way to give them something of real value that doesn't cost anything at all. I don't know if that would apply to you, but that idea is use what you've got already that would be of value to them.
3: Yeah, a good thing to do is go look at successful Kickstarter campaigns and reverse engineering. All
2: right, so Eddie brings up a good question that I'm going to ask you guys now. Uh, you guys all create web comics. That's what we're here to talk about. And you all have very different methods for getting it from your brain into the computer. So I just want to go down the line. If each of you could just share, like, how do you create your comic? What what programs do you use? Do you draw it? Do you do it all on computer? And we'll start with Brennan this time and we'll go down that
1: way. Okay, well, um, in case we didn't say this, Phil is my co-creator on Brax the Alien Rocker. and. Um, we collaborate on the writing, um, and I will state this, neither of us are artists, uh, so we were actually influenced heavily by Ryan North's Dinosaur Comics. Anybody familiar with Dinosaur Comics in here? It's great, um, but uh, it's basically the same six panels, and the only thing that changes is the um, writing, the word bubbles, and... Ryan North made a full-time living doing that after uh, several years, and now he writes Squirrel Girl for Marvel off of doing a non-art-based webcomic. So there you go. So we were heavily influenced by that, and Phil made the original artwork, I guess you could call them sprites, of our characters in Illustrator. And um, actually Inkscape originally. That's true. Back in the day. And uh, and then we, I, Phil puts the words in app and he kind of moves the guys around sometimes. Um, if I have time. If he has time. And uh, and, and we just use Google Docs to collaborate or Google Drive now. Um, to collaborate. We have a giant file of ideas. We have another file of like semi-finished scripts and that's how we roll. Alright, Patrick. Well, uh, I think
4: I've got 360 now. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, this is
2: new. Uh, oh, I,
4: man. Started, I started totally traditionally. Everything was Bristol paper, pencil and ink. Then I would scan them and uh, clean them up and do the lettering in Photoshop and... Uh, They were all black and white. So Super Siblings kind of progressed in that way. Um, Then along the way, I I got into um, my Wickham tablet and I switched to a Surface tablet. So now um, a lot of my comic drawings were totally digital. So I lost the the originals. At least I stopped making originals. Um, Now an interesting thing has happened. I've gone back to my sketchbook uh, for I Speak Nerd. Most of them start now as a doodle in my sketchbook, and that's how I kind of write them. They, they are kind of doodle drawings and writing all on one page, and then I'll scan them. Actually, I just take a picture of them, drop them into my Surface tablet, and clean them up. So, I that's kind of my process now. It used to be more formal, especially with super siblings. I would write scripts and then plot them out. Um, Now with I Speak Nerd, since it's a one-panel, I just kind of doodle out the concept and, and finish it digitally sweet man um, well
3: I'm the writer creator of Boston 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 Sorry, Metaphysical Society uh, I'm not the artist Emily Hugh is my artist and uh, while we were going to, it's a six issue miniseries and, which is done uh, but during the last four years uh, what I would do I'd write the script I'd hand it off to Emily uh, she would turn it in uh, three pages a week I would give her notes back, and we go back and forth and, until it was where I wanted. And um, then I hand it off to the colorist and the letterer. And so, yes, I have a whole team that works for me, so I am the chief cook and bottle washer of the project. <laughs> uh, yeah, I manage everybody, but they do a great job. Uh, I would recommend, you know, if you're going to hire, if you're not an artist yourself and you're hiring someone, you know, get it a con- get a contract. You know, get them to sign it. Specify the terms. Um, but
5: yeah, it was.
3: Uh, I loved working with Emmy. Very professional. Um, we found her right out of school, so we were lucky. My husband and I half jokingly say, at some point, she's uh, going to be so good, we will no longer be able to afford her, <laughs> uh, which is probably quite true.
1: It does happen.
3: Yeah. But she actually loves the project, so uh, when she can be involved with it, she does. So uh, she's gotten a lot of work out of Boston Metaphysical* and is now uh, doing storyboards for Marvel. So she has. There you go! Oh wow! Yeah. Right.
0: And Eddie. Uh, my process is pretty simple. I do it as a weekly webcomic, uh, put it up every, uh, a new one every Sunday morning because it's a Sunday style comic strip. So my process usually starts with me sitting around Saturday night going, oh god, what the hell am I gonna do? <laughs> um, and that has happened. My wife has seen me up at like three in the morning trying to finish the strip for a Sunday morning because I started so late. Um, I'm traditional. I, I pencil it out, ink it out on 11 by 17 board and, uh, um, from then, from there I scan it, do the coloring in Photoshop, lettering in Illustrator, and boom I've got a finished uh, strip ready to go. I have everyone hounding me to move digitally because they say it saves so much time. You can everybody so much later and you know and, and I i I've been cool. just struggling making that jump, but I think I will sooner or later. But I probably still will do some uh, pencil and ink. Because it's really nice going to do a convention and you've got original strips, original work that you can put on your table and sell. And I'll sell them. I've done shows where I've sold like six or seven of them in a show, and people, you know, have no qualms about you know fucking down cash for them. And I I think to myself, Have you seen my work? Are Are you giving
5: me money for this? But no, they buy it. So I hate to just stop ever doing it by hand.
2: Alright, thank you guys. Alright, I'm gonna to turn to the audience again. We're gonna share. Any other questions? Web comic stuff you guys have for us? Oh, okay. Uh, is, I have a question.
1: Oh. oh, yes, Patrick, yes, right here.
4: Which, which is more intimidating for you guys, the writing or the art?
1: Ooh. The I don't even do the art, the writing, so. Right?
0: <laughs> it's always writing. I'm always like struggling at the last minute to come up with good gags. And always second guessing
3: it, always. That's what I do, so I don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> that's
1: right. Exactly. I'm the writer, so you know. Like. All right. What's uh, this, is a,
2: this? Is a fun one. What's your favorite strip? Either your funniest joke, or maybe just the the best panel that you've ever produced.
5: Ooh.
2: I know. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot Wait, here. Your favorite strip, like our
0: own. Of your own, group? yes. Of
2: oh, your own that's work. That's an easy one for me. Okay, Eddie,
0: you can start. Uh, the quick story is: um, in my second book, there's a comic strip with Stan Lee doing a cameo And the story behind that was: um, I got interviewed uh, on Stan Lee's website. Uh, they put an interview me up, up, up on their website, on uh, his website, and they said uh, people that work for Stan said, "Hey, when the uh, interview goes live." would you do, uh, that week, one of your strips, um, have one with Stan Lee doing a cameo with it so we can share that along with the uh, the interviewer? That's
1: incredible. Yeah,
0: <laughs> of course. Wow. I, I'd love to do that, so I did that. So there's a strip where I'm waiting in line with my wife to get my, my Silver Age Avengers number four signed by Stan, and I have to go to the, the restroom, so I ask her to hold it while I go to the bathroom, and in the meantime, Stan comes, like, run, you know, Excelsior down the line <laughs> and grabs the comic from my wife and signs it. And she doesn't, in the strip, she doesn't know who Stan Lee is, so she's freaking out, trying to, you know, rub it off, destroying the book. <laughs> and I come back, and what did you do to my Avengers before? Some crazy old man came by and started shouting in some weird language and scribbled all over it, but I think I saved it. And that strip <laughs> went up with the interview, and everybody attacked my wife. I remember, they were calling her names, like, wishing her dead. And Whoa. stuff just really going off on her. I mean, just like... Just, just comments, hundreds of them, and I tried. I was so freaked out. I was like, "Oh my god!" I tried to hide that from my wife, <laughs> you know. And she eventually, like a few days later, saw it and started reading through all the comments. Oh, I'm like, oh my god! Where's she? She just started laughing. <laughs>
5: Look at these crazy fanboys! Ah, she just thought it was the funniest thing. So. You're, you're a lucky man. There so you that
0: <laughs> has always been my favorite, favorite strip that I've
2: done. That's awesome. Anybody else?
0: I've, got one.
4: Ah, I've done so many now, I can't remember them. Um, I think I think visually, too. So for me, it's when I maybe feel like the art was the most successful. Um, but uh, I would just say I'm kind of sentimental about my early Super Sibling strips because they were kind of inspired by stories with me and my sister and then kind of turned into
1: kind of a story about my kids. So one particular one I can't point to. Um, I've got a few, but I think I have to say one. Because our strip is based on Phil and I's personal experiences, both at college and our early, like our life, you know, and and then also our adventures um, working in the music scene. We put on concerts. We have an independent record label. That's Brax Alien Rocker. He's trying to make it in the music business on Earth. And uh, his best friend is a manta ray. Brax is probably phil and i'm probably manny most of the time but we we not we're not we don't stick to that and we came up with this storyline for one of our milestones where we were going to find out because you meet brax parents at a certain time and they look exactly like brax because all the aliens on planet brax look the same and brax is easy to draw that and brax (laughs) is the only word that they know how to say and they all just it's really goofy and um, well, but like group. yeah, kind of. yeah, I am Brax. yeah, but this was like
4: way before this, this was, was way before. Out, so.
1: And we had never <laughs> read Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. before that, so we didn't. Um, so then uh, but we we, we, were, we were like after like I think it was like two or three hundred shows, I'm like, we need to bring in Manny's parents. So we decided that Manny's mom was going to be a manta ray, but that his stepdad, because we're like, we need another animal, and what can you draw, Phil? And Phil's like, you know, because we had made a new character, and it was a slug, because that's what Phil could draw, and then I'm like, what else can you draw? He's like, I think I can draw a starfish, (laughs) and so Manny's stepdad is a starfish, and we were really proud of that. It was really
2: fun. It was really great. Madeline, do you have any favorite things?
3: Well, I mean, it's this is a, a long-form narrative. It's a graphic novel, so I don't have any particular panels. The only thing you can think about is, is my covers. Now, each cover I go like, hey, okay, like, I want this, and then and that and that, and then Emmy executes it, it's beautiful. I said, oh, that's my favorite cover. Then we get to issue two. It's like, oh, no, that's my favorite cover. <laughs> and then each cover's like, no, 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 I, I I really like issue three, but I really like issue five each one. And so, as you can imagine, when we finally went to trade, guess what is my favorite cover now? On the trade. Um, but it was interesting the process, and I do listen to my artist. Uh, the, the The six individual issues, I pretty much—I mean, I designed. I told her how I wanted it set up because each issue was thematically relevant to what was going on within that chapter, but when we went to the trade, I was going kind of like, ah, oh, with this and she's kind of like, okay slow down and she says, I think, you know, I really listened to her, and I'm so glad I did because she like cleaned up this cover and made it beautiful, so um, for those of you who are writers who are hiring artists um, let them be artists that's why you hire them so, yeah, listen to them
2: awesome I got a hard-hitting question. That. I like that. <laughs> this is a hard-hitting one. What's the future of webcomics? Where are we headed? Is it on the rise? Stagnating? Falling? What's your opinion? How are we doing here?
1: I think we're going strong. It's just everything's more and more headed to mobile, but I think that's for webcomics benefit even more since everybody's on their devices. But there is so much more stuff competing for people's time, but that's true about all creative arts right now since the barrier to entry is gone in so many different forms that's just you have to be that much better at what you're doing and work that much harder and um but i think the future's good since again everybody's got one of these and there's apps there's tons of different apps now that syndicate web comics it's really easy i mean i've gotten people i'm like open this app type brax and they're like oh yeah okay you know boom i just went to a panel earlier for webtoons has anybody done yeah so um i'm really excited about that i moved us over there there after tapastic tried their whole trying to take everybody they put that right of first refusal in their um Uh, terms of service yeah read the fine print on everything everybody So, so you guys are happy with your webtoons experience
0: I, I like it a lot. Yeah. I really like the way it looks. I like the way it works. Uh, it, it's been tough for me so far building an audience,
1: um,
0: but the audience is there.
1: They're definitely there. Yeah. That's Webtoons is the name of the app. Webtoons.
0: Well, I just like what they
4: were talking about with... They're not going to try to take any ownership yeah. or anything. They're just creating a free vehicle for... for...
1: Oh, they can take the ownership. They can eat a fat check and they can yeah. have... so that's, a, that's my... That's always the <laughs> thing, right? I'm right. going yeah. okay. to sell out. I'm not doing but, this for
0: like some type of creative integrity. I want a big check.
1: For those, for those in our audience that might not be familiar with what I just talked about, there was... There still is, and I think they actually went back on it, but still, lesson learned, right? Um, there was a very popular webcomics publishing platform called Tapastic, had a Huge audience. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Sarah's Scribbles. Like, she got really huge and she started there and, like, got freaking huge. And she's, like, on the bestseller list now, like, New York Times bestseller. And um, they, out of the blue, just changed their terms of service and said, oh, we own, we now have, if you publish your comic on our service, we have right of first refusal for your comic, which means if somebody offers you something for your comic, they can say, oh, we, like, and and that's, I guess that doesn't sound bad, but it is kind of just like they're now trying to take ownership of your stuff, and it's not cool, and people flipped out, and they went back on it, but there's already some goodwill lost, so again, um, if you're not hosting it yourself, if you're hosting it on a third-party service, always read the terms, because there are terms.
0: Hosted on apps and third-party services, but also, why are you not hosting it yourself? Yes. There's no reason why any of you, if you're doing a webcomic, can't have a website of your own. So there's at least a central hub yes. uh, of where your work is, and where you can sell stuff and, and put
1: whatever you want up without telling you can or can't.
3: Yeah, I mean we've we had our own domains for since we began.
1: That should be the first thing you do.
3: Yes. Plus multiple domain names that all redirect back to the website. So, and yeah, and you should you should do that. Like I own Boston Metaphysical Society, Boston Metaphysical Comic, Boston Met- I mean, you know, all these iterations of it. So everything
0: comes across very me. little.
1: And I was just telling our friends um, that. When you come up with it, your name, um, Google it and make sure that your name, one, that you are unique, that nobody else, no other popular thing has your name, and then also that somebody can find you. Don't make a webcomic called Cool Guy Comic or something because if somebody types that in they're you know, just some general term that when they type in that you're going to be like 10,000th on the page. You want something unique. I mean, um, yeah, that's...
2: We had a question there. Oh, there we yes, go. And, right
1: here. With the internet being free and open, and whatnot? Do you get for that one? now? Well, for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> they are actively trying to change that. They sure are. Do
5: You guys self-censor yourselves, or oh. do you feel that
0: you artistically could do say anything with your characters Both. or with anything? Both. You have no one editing you. That's good and bad. Uh, you can do whatever you want no one can tell you, no, you should do that, you should do that, you should do this or that, whatever. But at the same time, sometimes you might take things a little too far, or at the very least, your strip or whatever you're doing might be full of typos because you're so close to it, you're not seeing. I do that quite often, you know? I'm like reading through it, looking for mistakes, and I'll pass over like a glaring typo, and the minute you show it to uh, to someone else, like if I show it to my wife, she goes, oh, that's, you you spelled that wrong oh I didn't even see that so it's
3: good and bad yeah or actually are you referring to if something's not uh, whether it's for kids adults not fit for work right yeah things like that for both if you think it's not fit for work you should put something right at the top just to let people know and an awareness so if they pull it up at work they don't get in trouble so they know they know oh I need to wait till I get home to pull this up because um, if you don't warn people ahead of time, they could just be going along and all of a sudden you're reading something that's not appropriate and you didn't realize your boss just walked into your office, yeah. you know, it might be a problem. So I think it's just appropriate to let your potential readers know this not may yeah. not be fit for work
1: and there is a definite yeah. audience for that, oh, it's yeah. like, there's a yeah. huge audience, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, but giving the, like, excl- yeah, that's the big thing, is letting people know, I mean, <laughs> Phil and I, when we started our comic, I think the key thing is to make a conscious decision on what you're gonna do and who you want to target, and stick to that, um, and, and, you know, if you're gonna do Not Safe for Work, that's great, you know, go for it. If you're not, stick to that, because that's what your audience is gonna expect. And so Phil and I made a conscious decision that we were going to make Brax Comics, like, all ages friendly, and not, not like, we didn't want to specifically cater towards kids, but we want to make it so, like, somebody could read this with their kids and it's entertaining, but that we kind of went the, I want to say, Pixar... Illumination. Like, there is still a lot of poop jokes and stuff, but in a tasteful enough manner. Like, his kids, you know, it's funny. Kids like poop jokes. Kids like poop jokes, and um, (laughs) I I know.
3: It's also about branding. I mean, you you need to brand yourself so your potential audience knows, you know, like, this is the the kind of thing I like, so I'm going to go, you know, read him or her. And so they know what you're about.
0: There's there's nothing wrong if you're going to do a not safe for work comic strip. But just know that that's what you're doing. You're targeting it towards the people who read that kind of thing. And go all in. Just do it.
1: Well, I was, I was surprised by uh, uh, Brad Geiger. I'm still surprised by <laughs> that. He's somebody
4: that I followed for a long time. And he had a superhero world superhero comic. Evil Inc. Evil Inc. And then he just did a 180. And now it's... Uh, Extremely
1: not, cool, like, not safe for work. Of, yeah,
4: and... I. I don't know if I've read why he made the
1: change, but... I think it had to do with money. Money. (laughs) Yeah, so... Because he has a Patreon, and if you want the not-safe-for-work stuff... It's more money. You pay... But yeah. even just his—it's an advert. It, it pushes you to the Patreon. And the first time I pulled up his page and I hadn't seen it since he made the change, right. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah, because like, yeah. he has these like really suggestive like teasers to get you to go to the Patreon. And it's like I don't feel comfortable having that up on my work computer, like just the teasers. So, so but like that's—but he's doing gangbusters with that stuff. Well, I certainly
4: don't want to advocate that. Yeah, (laughs) but but what I would say is that to me it goes back to branding. Um, You know, I stopped. But to be honest, like I can't. I don't read the comic anymore. I don't either. I don't either. You turned me off. So um, for me, it's all about branding. I'm going to always do all ages. I want people to feel safe with my content. So
1: I, I love Brad. He's been his advice was actually what got us started on our comic book. But to go from, like, this cheesy pun-based comic to, it was just very, like, whoa, you know?
2: Uh, we had another question in the middle over here. Yes, yes, sir. I'd like to know how you guys stay motivated.
1: Oh, good question. Ooh.
5: Sleep. <laughs> Sleep. Diet Mountain Dew. Coffee. Yeah. Caffeine. <laughs> uh,
0: you when know, those big fat paychecks, you know, clear the bank, it's, you know, feels good. So.
1: I think um, for us, we've always, it's like, you have to be in this because you love it. You're, you have to be in it because it's something you want to do. And I just love telling stories. And I love, I have to have that creative outlet and web comics is perfect because it's, Again, no barrier of entry. We got a web host. We got, you know, and, and so we can make stuff. But sometimes it's just a matter of sitting in front of that screen and waiting for something to come out and going. And it's, for, for us, it, for me, it's having a creative partner is what keeps me motivated because usually one of us at any given time has some kind of spark or some kind of idea, even if the other one doesn't. So we kind of motivate each other. And for me, I know not everybody works that way, but for me, it's having somebody else challenging me and to bounce ideas off of.
0: Well, I'll liken it to uh, having a job. I mean, it, it's, it's yeah. a job. You, you are motivated to get up and go to work because you have to. You know, uh, I, I think that we do what we do, not because we want to, but we feel, we feel like we have to. There's a creative need that, to do it. Even when we don't want to, we still do it. And so, it, it, like anything else, it's a job. Even when you that you don't feel like doing a comic strip, you still sit your butt down in that chair and you do it. It comes hard, but it, you do it because. Because
1: in the web comics world, just like everything on the internet, the audience is very fickle. And if you miss those, if you miss. Too many of those, like, your, what you say you're gonna post your comic on, like, they're gone. Yeah. And they're not coming back. Yeah,
0: the best way to build an audience is to be consistent. Yeah. Keep doing it. If you say you're gonna do it weekly, daily, whatever, make sure they go up. Because the minute you stop, those people are gonna stop coming.
4: I, th- I think for me, too, going back to the question about motivation, is, uh, um, for me, there came a point where I had to accept uh, changing my comic. Um, I felt like Super Siblings had run its course as a strip, and now I'm going back to long-form comics with Super Siblings, but my gag strip became something else, and that excited me. And so, it's great. So be be willing <laughs> to change if you feel like you're in a rut, and uh, that's that's what keep, keeps me motivated, is new creative uh, opportunities. I really like
0: I Speak you yeah. do? I really or guess. You Great.
3: You there you go. Um, I've actually been moving away from web comics, and and that's a, a, for budgetary reasons. Um, I do a lot of cons and moving into print, and so and this goes to to motivation is when I'm at a con and I have fans who come to me on a regular basis and say. What do you have new? What do you have new? Because they want more, and so that's different or more of the same. More, more awesome, metaphysical. Like, when are you going to have a new story? When can I pick it up? When is the next Kickstarter? Because I'm there. So that's motivation for me. Is that people actually like it? <laughs> it's really great. It's really great to have fans, and so I respond to that and say like. Okay, well, I got to get on it because you know I'm already planning for next year. What's going to be new next year? And uh, so it helps get the creative juices flowing. Like, okay, what's the story going to be? You know, the characters that I'm going to focus on, and and it's, plus it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I got that about five times today. I mean, people will go, "When's the fourth one coming out? When's the fourth one coming out?" This guy, I, I'm only one man. I'm doing all of <laughs> it. I'll have people like if I do a convention. They come uh, one day, and they, they might buy all three, and they come back the next day, and they said, oh my god, I read them last night, I love them. When's the next one coming out? You just bought the three.
3: <laughs> come on. But isn't that great, though? It's and, cool. No, it's great, but at the That's same time, it's like, like oh, oh okay, yeah, I'll get
2: to it. Just give me some time. I think I saw one more hand. Oh, yes. yes yeah, sorry. I was wondering
1: um, if you have done any crossovers or collaborations with yes. other web comics and uh or just thoughts on that in general
5: i
0: have uh i've got a good friend uh who was actually inspired by my comic strip to do his own web comic uh and it's kind of a similar um, premise where it's about him and his wife and kind of like family life and he also likes comics and collecting stuff and all that so it's, it's very similar and um we did a crossover where one week um my characters appeared with his wife and him in his strip, and same thing with mine. Perfect.
1: So, uh, we, we did that, and that was fun. Did you, uh, have any, like, uh, readers go from, like, find you yes. because of that? So. Yeah, we
0: had some readers actually that were already familiar with the two, and then we had, you know, because I linked to his, he linked to mine, so there was definitely cross
1: that's the great way to grow your audience. I We've never tried it on Brax, but that's the number one way we get new people on our podcast is when we guest on other podcasts. Or So it's the same idea, you know, cross-promotion, and you're reaching a new audience that you normally wouldn't reach.
3: Yeah, that's actually a very good tactic to use um, in, during your Kickstarter campaign as well, is cross-promotion. You find someone in the same genre of, there's a gentleman, Marcel Dupree, uh, he and I were both doing Kickstarters at the same time earlier this year, him for Delilah blast and us to print the trade. And I I messaged him and said, hey, would you like to do cross-promotion? Um, that's usually within the updates. And then he says, yeah, sure, that'd be awesome. But then what he suggests, he says, I'd love to do a crossover print that we give to those of us who pledge to a certain level and above And yeah so you had this artist do this great really cute crossover print with two of my main characters and his main character and so all these folks who did both over i think it was like over 20 dollars got this extra print and so there you go great
4: idea i'm excited to announce that super siblings is going to be uh, moving on to Aya oh Yeah! Comics with Comixology. So oh, nice. Whoa, that's the crossover nice. I'm doing. This. Holy cow. Cool. Um, Art and Franco have invited me to be a part of their. Uh, Those guys
1: groups, uh, are awesome. I respect the heck out super of them. Siblings,
4: and uh, it's going to come out maybe, maybe in the fall. So if really you neat.
1: guys have never read or checked out Aya oh Yeah! Comics, I think Phil, were you with me? We accidentally mm-hmm. got to one of their mm-hmm. panels and I was like, these guys are awesome. Um, <laughs> And I'm a big fan, so that's that's okay. awesome okay. news.
4: So that I guess not exactly a crossover, but we're excited to have Super Siblings characters in the Aya universe. Sweet.
2: All right, so uh, we are we're nearing the end here, and I know we have at least one webcomic creator in the audience, so we need uh, we need to give her a chance to come up step here, step up and... to the microphone. <laughs> Is your chance oh, to tell oh, the whole entire room? Oh, over 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 the <laughs> are there any others? I think there's just one. Is there any other creators in the room? You can do it from
4: here. That's safe for work, she says. There's <laughs>
3: not. There's no children in here, right? I'll there's not, there's no children, yeah, so you're all right. One is over eighteen. Yeah, they left. <laughs> it's not good. No. <laughs>
2: all right. What, let me. Can I just ask? Have you like seen a question? our comic? <laughs> what, what's the
1: What's it? What's, what's the name of it? <laughs> it's called
5: Dungeons and Donuts. Dungeons,
1: Dungeons and Donuts. What's do you, you like have a about? website?
5: Uh, not yet. Not yet. To trying to get into that. Patreon. Patreon. Okay. okay.
1: All right. What's the like? Is there a What's the basic premise? No. <laughs> oh, come on. No,
3: we're,
1: we're all friends here. Yes.
3: It's like D&D style, so it's the ventures, and wherever they doing, they're going to end up getting really
5: bad. And yeah, it's
1: hilarious. That sounds great. All right. Interesting. I the finished one. A lot of people will follow me because they
5: like me
2: drawing plus-size characters, and it makes money. Well, it sounds like you definitely have an audience for it already. Yeah. What What's the name of it again?
5: Genesis.
1: Dungeons and Donuts. You Everybody you see I be on to even though she, she to <laughs> share? That's a good moderating there. That's what we do here at WebComic.
2: All right, thank you. Web Let's hear for her. Dungeons and Donuts. All right. And uh, we also have Brian in the audience. He's going to tell us about his comic? Oh, uh, Zombie Outlaw. Check out a Facebook Zombie Outlaw comic on Facebook. Uh, it's the college hijinks and, uh, there's a guy who turns into a zombie Cowboy hat I don't know what else
1: to say It's really good, you guys It's really good it excellent. He has a print he's has print comics Printed comics And they're really great Yeah, we're, we're usually at WonderCon He's at WonderCon um, Zombie Out love. Also, so if anybody in here hasn't published a comic yet, but they're thinking about it, and you're like, oh, I want to promote my comic, well, we'll let you do that over at our Facebook group. It's If you go to webcomicsadvocates.com, that will take you to our Facebook group. You are welcome to join. You can promote your stuff. You can ask questions. We can help you with whatever you need help with. We're all in there. We're here to help you. We also have a um, Facebook page, but that's where we kind of keep, we do multiple conventions a year. So if you're at um, I think our next one's Comic Con Palm Springs in August. And uh so we'll be there. And it's a lovely time of you. It is a <laughs> wonderful the best time to come to, Oh we got a hand over there. Yeah.
5: What was the in?
1: Webcomicsadvocates.com it's also
2: a great place if you're a fan to find you know find new web comics. New webcomics people post about them in there. Yes. Uh, this is my strip up there. Right? You definitely should be. I never thought of it. Yeah. Absolutely. It, you're Feel free. Feel free, print post them all. Post them. Well you guys we're uh, we're just about at the end of our time here and um, I want to thank all of you guys in the audience for being here. Late at night and call- Yeah,
1: we did it everybody. Almost we beat friday we beat friday good job guys so i just want to go down real quick each of you guys you
2: have about 30 seconds just uh, remind us where to find your stuff one final word mm-hmm. and uh, we'll close it out here
0: so Eddie, we'll start at the end okay. there so you can find me at collectorscomic.com and there all social media uh links are there follow me online everywhere else um new strip every Sunday morning, you can check it out. And if uh, any of you have any questions about web comics or how to start or how to create one, whatever, go to my website, contact info is there, and you can contact me, ask me anything you want. Grab one of these on your way out. I got the URL for the website, you can follow me. Did you plug your store? No oh, man, I'm here as a creator. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm also co-owner of a comic book shop, How You go Comics. It's awesome. Monica. It's uh, awesome. And, uh, yeah, I do sell my own books in my shop. Because yeah. you should. All right,
3: Madeline. <laughs> um, I'm actually exhibiting here. I'm in small press, L5. I have some lovely bookmarks here for you guys. I'm sorry, L3. That's how that's. us Thank Oh, man. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> We're at L3. Don't go to L5. Don't
3: go to L5. Don't be very got some great bookmarks free for you guys up here and um, I'm also online at bostonmethicalsociety.com and I'll probably be with you guys out in the Palm Springs did I get yes. something thank you excellent
4: Patrick alright so simplest way is PatrickScullen.com, and you can link to my art and my my two comic series plus I have some cards anybody wants a Princess Leia Patrick Nagel style poster with uh, my my uh, Table downstairs, P two and small press. P for Patrick.
1: P for Patrick. Ooh, nice. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> and um, we are at Brax, B-R-A-X, comics dot com. We got cards up here. We got a link on our site to our book, which you can buy. We're at radio dot com. That is our podcast. <laughs> and if you like podcasts, check out benviewnetwork dot com. That's right, Andrew. I uh, did the plug, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah, and make sure if you guys are interested Oh, webcommentsadvocates.com sure
2: Join our Facebook group And uh, with that, and then we're going to close it out Thank you panelists, thank you guys for being here Yay. Have a good Friday night Have a
1: good Friday night We'll see you next year, right here Hopefully earlier than 9 o'clock <laughs>